You were called to make the world brighter, to run on the front lines, to cast a vision where it had not yet landed. You were not gifted to be a random burst of energy, but a consistent force that enables the world to hear beauty, see potential, and write stories in a way that points the world to Jesus. Provoke and inspire. All right, welcome to the Provoke and Inspire podcast. This is a triumphant moment for me personally because we are embarking on a uh, a whole new technological endeavor here. We are we've kind of revamped how we're recording these podcasts and and our hope in that is that everybody sounds crystal clear. So, let's give that a test. How's everyone doing? Hey. Great. Yeah, yeah. Crystal clear. Crystal clear. <laughs> Crystal clear. We are, as a reminder, we are from doing this uh, basically on Skype all over the world. So it, to be honest, it's kind of a miracle that it is able to be as clear as it is. But but hopefully yeah, uh, we will deliver our content in smooth audio from this point forward. I'll just go ahead and say Chad's in Nashville. That's my <laughs> yep. assumption. David, you're somewhere in Germany and Luke's in Poland. And I'm here back in Minneapolis after a crazy summer on the road. Uh, so it's good to be yep. back in the swing of things. Uh, welcome, everybody. And uh, what we're going to do today... Uh, is we're going to continue what uh, David and I actually started in Ukraine, uh, in our random housing in Ukraine. Uh, we started this new, I don't know, call it a series, if you will, uh, where we've take, we, we take some of the blogs that we've written that uh, have been really well received, that you guys have read a lot or interacted with, um, and, and we found that, that it would be great for us to be able to expand on those, um, because obviously the, the blogs are, are, are short and they're punchy, they're not intended to be all-encompassing, uh, and so this kind of gives us an opportunity to just discuss them more. So uh, the blog that we're going to talk about today um, is a blog uh, that I actually wrote sitting in the, uh, in the van in Ukraine uh, in the middle of probably what I would say was the hardest tour I have, I have personally ever been on. I mean, there have been some crazy things I've experienced in the Middle East and, and some different challenges, but uh, our time in Ukraine uh, with No Longer Music was, it was unreal, honestly. We, we had to send two uh, different uh, bandmates home for health reasons, um, one of them was literally in, uh, in a hospital uh, in the east of Ukraine for over a week. Um, this hospital that we had to send him to, he, he had this really serious infection. And this hospital that we had to send him to um, was so filled with with soldiers from the war that apparently, you know, the media has forgot is still being fought. It was literally filled to the brim with these soldiers. They didn't even want to accept him. Um, we basically had to force him them to accept him into this hospital. Uh, he was in there for a week with five other guys um, it was an extremely intense situation. He had a guy literally die in the room that he was in. He had, I mean, it was just unbelievably intense. I mean, something from a horror movie and we were doing everything we could to, to move him, and it wouldn't work. And one of our guys got a, two teeth knocked out of his mouth and had to be sent home. We had our entire wait, wait, what? stage. How did that happen? Yeah. You didn't no, know about that? No. Yeah. You don't want to know. Yeah. So, you know, there's trouble when our troops are, you know, chilling. That that's what we've learned. When they're not playing shows, they're setting up or packing down. Trouble <laughs> happens. So the guys are just kicking a ball around. <laughs> and gee, the guy that we actually had to send to the hospital for the infection, they, him and our drummer Josh, they both went up for the same football that was kicked in the air. Oh. And gee's a stocky, yeah. solid dude, like scary, solid dude. And he just went head first into into Josh's mouth and knocked technically one and a half teeth out of his mouth. Um, wow. Yeah, not not cool. And he's wow. still, I mean, you know, Josh would, is still dealing with the effects of that now. So super brutal. Um, so, hey, how, how, man, so it was in, G how is died. G now? Is he better? He's good. He's, he's good. He, he was in that hospital for a week. Uh, it was really touch and mm. go. Like, really, like, 
It's no yeah. exaggeration to it say he could serious. have died. Um, he, you know, he has this skin infection that can turn real serious in a hurry, and he was battling temperature that was in was 104 at one point. Um, he needed these super specific antibiotics that that the doctor told him. Literally, the doctor that we we were able to find in Ukraine said. These are really rare. You're probably not going to find them. You may have to go city to city to find these. But if he doesn't get these soon, he's in trouble. And Valery, our, our Ukrainian organizer, walked across the street, went to the first pharmacy across the street, and they had like a huge amount of these really rare antibiotics. Um, and it was, I really, it was no exaggeration. It was a miracle. And so he got these in his system and immediately started improving. Um, but it was, it was really, really rough. So then we, we sent him home and he, he recovered in Germany for a while before eventually going to Minneapolis. Um, so that was just part of our struggles. I mean, our stage, we drive this big stage trailer around. Um, it's axle literally snapped. Like I got a picture like on the way to the next venue and uh, of this snapped axle. I wasn't even really sure what an axle was prior to this picture, but. Um, Is that because the, the road? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Is that because the roads yeah, I thought, what? are so smooth in Ukraine? <laughs> we don't have a guy in the band named axle. Um, yeah, no, the, dude, we, we hit this stretch of Ukrainian road. I'm not kidding. Like our, our Russian like manager friend who was with us sent a picture. He posted it on social media. It looked like Mars. Yeah. Like it's the type of roads where you go forward, not knowing if you're going to make it back. You know, are, yeah. are we going to get stuck halfway and have to live there? We actually left the road and went on a field. Which is, pro- which is probably smoother, right? Than the road. I've been on those yeah, roads dude. with, with, with Aaron and, uh, I was, I was shocked. I could not believe how I've never been in any country whose roads are are worse than Ukraine. No offense to the Ukrainian listeners. Yeah, sorry, Ukrainians. <laughs> We're praying for your roads. <laughs> no, but really though, it's one of those things where it's like you, you. We say it as a joke, but it's you know it's obviously super sad, and it speaks to the conditions that people live in. Um, you know, and I guess that's a good way to transition to my point, which is that, man, this was super, super hard. I mean, we were, it became kind of yeah. a joke. Like w- you wake up in the morning, what is the crisis going to be today? Um, and yet when I look back on that tour, I wouldn't trade any of it. I, it was incredibly fruitful. It, we saw lives being transformed all over the place. And, and, you know, we, we were in Russia, not, you know, not too long before that. Um, and, you know, while while we we're in Russia, they passed a law forbidding public evangelism, um, and and we're very likely not going to be able to go back there because of this law. And so, being in Ukraine, you just realized there is no guarantee of being able to preach the gospel, and so the hardships are just trivial compared to the privilege of being able to be there. So yeah, I plan yeah. on going. I plan on going to St. Petersburg in a couple of weeks. So I'll find out uh, how serious it really is. Yeah. But there's some people in Moscow that are afraid to invite me to speak because of this new law. Yeah, and I'm- so it's a serious thing. But saying all that, I mean, we were able to preach the gospel to thousands and thousands of people, and we saw so many people coming to our our meetings afterwards because they, they, you know, to know more. Sometimes the people were were spilling out into the streets there were so many people that were hungry yeah. to wanting to know more so i mean it was hard but amazing so hard and good really do go together in this case yeah so actually if you want to continue on that this is you know it's hardly like uh just a pierce thing but you i know growing up i heard that all the time that was kind of the phrase i think every every household probably has like cliches that you hear all the time growing up and that was one of ours is you'd always say that good and hard go together 
So David, maybe you can just explain kind of the expand on the meaning of that and why you always said that all the time. Well, it's, you know, I think Jesus uh, says that he says that in, in John 16, 33, that in this world, you will have trouble, but be courageous. I have overcome the world. And so I think when we're really doing what, what Jesus is calling us to do, it's going to mean that we're going to be standing up to, to uh, it's going to be a battle. And if, especially as a Christian artist, if you're going to be bringing Jesus outside of the church culture, you know, outside into the, into the world, you're going to, it means that you're going to have to enter into a battle. And so Jesus, I think says to, to us, you're, it's, you're going to have trouble, but be courageous. I overcome the world. And so I think part of what we need to understand is the, is because it's hard doesn't mean that it's right, that it's not right. I mean, in fact, I think if it's too easy, it probably means it's not right. And some of the biggest breakthroughs that I've ever seen in tours has come when it's been really difficult. I mean, one of the places that we're doing a lot of stuff now, again, is the Russian-speaking world. And it reminds me of the first time that we went to Russia. Uh, and this was crazy. I mean, we had we had all kinds of... Uh, difficulties we had uh i talk about it in my book rock priest or where the the concert we were playing at in in novosibirsk they're spitting all over me during the concert and and uh all kinds of crazy stuff is happening and it was during that tour that we saw eight churches planted throughout russia and we saw people who were unbelievably touched and, and, and inf- influenced for the kingdom of God, but mm. it was because we were willing to go through these difficult times. Luke, would have you seen, you know, in, in the ministry that you've done, would you say that you've seen evidence that this is, that this is true? I think uh, just another thought uh, before I, I, I give an example as well, is just, just how countercultural it is. And I think you mentioned this in your blog, Ben, but just how the culture around us is saying the opposite. It's saying, you know, uh, the easy is better. You know, it's, I think you used a quote from an advert or something where it said one more step towards easy living. And, uh, and that's the culture around us. And so doing this, doing like what David's saying, following Jesus's command or Jesus's direction of, of living in this world and facing the battles and the hard times is, is really countercultural. Um, and I could, I could say the same thing in every tour I've been on in every project I've started or been part of there's been hard times and it's often through the hard times that we learn the best lessons and, and also that the most amazing things happen. And just an example from this last tour, um, f- for sure that mm. I think the, the, the hard, one of the hardest one in this tour for me was the Zurich riot, you know, that broke out, uh, when we were trying to do a show in the center of Zurich and totally unexpectedly were attacked by, by a mob of hooligans, um, coming at us saying that we couldn't do our show and we had to just keep, keep, uh, doing the show and, and we had to keep preaching at the end, even when they were marching around trying to cause violence in the crowd. And, uh, and we saw people respond to the gospel, even in that environment. So I think it's really important to, to first of all, be aware that it's going to happen, that there's going to be hard times so that then when, when it happens, you're ready to, to just push through and to trust in God and to know that he's protecting you. And it was serious. I mean, you had rubber bullets flying around you. You were maced in the face. I mean, our, our song guy, Yuki, he was, he was hit in the face with Mason without being able to see he's continuing to pack down and it was dangerous. Really? The question I have is how does it feel to get maced? Oh man, that's crazy. I mean, 
It's like, I don't know. It's, it's t- a good yeah. feeling, isn't it? It's like, it really knocks you out. I mean, if you get proper mates, like where it really goes in your eyes, it really knocks you out. So you're just Well, I was talking to Yuki and he said that the kind of mace you guys got hit with was not the military kind because he knows about the right. differences. <laughs> and he said... He said the military kinds were a lot harder. Oh, we, so got, we the, got the weak version. Well, that was enough things, for me. Yeah. That took me out. He said it only hurts for like an hour and a half. I love it. No, there's, you, there's not a, right. you can't impress. You can't impress David. Like no matter you got maced, but you didn't. You just got this sort of. Wussy but wait, maybe of the Yuki. Mace. Maybe Yuki got yeah, the other version, but enough. I got the military version. We don't know. I don't think so. We, we don't, don't know. <laughs> You know, is it weird that when I, I heard that story, you know, we'll, we'll segue to seriousness in a moment here. But when I heard that that had happened, like my first instinct was, ah, oh, dang it. I wasn't there. I don't get that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Story. That's true. That I was wrong? really upset that I wasn't there. As well. <laughs> but, you know, I'm hopefully there'll be some riots. I mean, we've had some riots, too, but I just would like to be at all. That's of them. right. Yeah, well, the good thing, I mean, the important thing here, of course, is it ended well, right? Because if it doesn't end well, you don't want to be there. (laughs) But yeah, it's, it was pretty intense. And like you said, David, by the end of the night, it was crazy. It was like a war zone. Let's not forget the other weird element of this story, which is that the, the blog that David had written, um, for that day, I think it, man, if it wasn't that day, it was like the next, it was either the morning of or whatever, but the blog he wrote was literally the title was we need more riots. (laughs) That's right. So it was super bizarre. There's still rumors out there that David actually started the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Plus you got, you had to test Luke, you know, make sure he was in it for the right reasons. Well, but I told him they couldn't use the, they had to use the The military, military no, they couldn't use the military mace on him because he's too wimpy. Yeah. Yeah. I was maced once with, I'm pretty sure it was military. That was your wife, Chad. That doesn't count. Ah, I thought it did. (laughs) (laughs) No, come on, dude. I was, I was 18 years old living in South America and I was a little hellion of a rebel and I was skating on my, on my street right in front of my, my house. And these, uh, these Ecuadorian guys came by in this car and almost ran me over. So I did what, what every good 18 year old does. And I picked up my skateboard and threw it at their car and I hit the back window. And, uh, and of course they didn't think that was cool. So they stopped and, uh, there's like three of them and they're way bigger than I am. And instead of actually, approaching me like a man they just walked up to me and maced me in the face it was the worst and they then they kicked me while i was down you so see, that was my that was it was not for the gospel so i don't have i don't get any kind of cool jewels no, i don't think crown. that, is, that yeah. okay let's move on it was probably just for the flesh yeah. so right I, you see i didn't know that hooligans and that and you know use mace pepper spray i thought that was a police thing so when it got you know when they threw this thing in my face i was like what is it yeah well, unlike, unlike, yeah, sorry guys. Unlike you guys, I don't have a whole lot of crazy, cool <laughs> war stories from the road, but my, my, uh, <laughs> my story in connection to this topic is probably more about the long haul of, uh, of just waking up and saying yes to Jesus and staying in love with Jesus over, over years of challenge, you know? And, and so when I left, uh, when I felt Jesus calling me away from tooth and nail and from my music industry career, I started the whole journey with so much uh, excitement and so much joy and so much passion and so much uh, like, like uh, just like, this is going to be incredible. And I know it is, and everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be good. It's not going to be hard. And uh, because I said yes to Jesus and he's with me and he's never leaving me, never for say, you know, I had all, all the verses and all the 
ideas and all the themes outlined in my head. But of course, years into the journey, I realized that it, it is so much about staying in love with the person of Jesus when, and especially when all of the hardships break out, you know, like I, I think it's, it is actually really exciting to talk about crazy stories after the fact, but nobody actually wants to live through them except for David <laughs> Pierce. Like yeah, not, most people I know aren't saying I want to be a part of every riot that there <laughs> is for the gospel because that's fun. David's a little, you know, like, I don't know that like maybe when I grow up, I'll be more like David, but right now <laughs> I'm mostly saying, get me out of the riots because I just kind of want life to go as smoothly as possible. Um, and, and I think if I, if I'm honest with myself, I, I don't really anticipate or enjoy the, the craziness of battle and, and of, um, warfare mentality as a Christian, but um, you're absolutely right that when I press through those moments and when I press through those times, the Lord does show up in a way that I would say every awesome story that I have um, just about has probably come through the very way that I had hoped it wouldn't. Hmm. And uh, and yet Jesus is is more glorified, is more honored, is more praised when yeah. when we can say not I was so committed and I was so incredible and I was so... Um, I had it so together that it worked, but rather I was clueless and I just showed up and the grace of God pulled me through and I'm still alive to tell the story. It is really, I think, a, a more glorifying testament to God's goodness. So, so but, for me, but the, also, yeah, go. 